0: the context. It's Wednesday, the 20th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Chris Classic here. I'm uh, filling in the shoes of Tim Gilbert, the size 11 Julius Marlowe's and uh, the man who would be filling in the white sneakers of Shane Lee because he's still up in Port Douglas. Uh, sun baking is uh, none other than the hilarious Shad Wicker. Hey, Shad.
1: Yeah, mate, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm very good, Chris. I'd rather be uh, filling the sandals up in Port Douglas, to be honest. No offence to you, mate, but I, I hear <laughs> Shane is having a great time up in Port Douglas at the moment while I'm stuck here in a dreary Melbourne for the International mm. Comedy Festival. You know what? I will say this about Melbourne, and this is going to piss off any Melbourne listeners right now. Do it. For a place that bangs on about coffee, not that great. Right. Not that great. Average coffee. Yeah, yeah. You know what I did? I went with a mate of mine. I was like, let's try something weird in the Melbourne CBD. Let's look up the lowest rated coffee shop in Melbourne <laughs> and go and try their coffee. And I tell you what, it honestly, it tastes like they poured it into
0: an ashtray. Yeah, you're a man who <laughs> likes pain and that's good because we'll be talking about marathon running soon. Uh, today on the show, we'll be talking also cricket. A couple of really shocking news stories there. AFL, NRL, boxing and more.
1: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone. Free from the ill effects of mass produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
0: Well, let's uh, kick off, and we'll kick off with a really sad story first. uh, Shad, former Australian cricketer, was uh, released yesterday. The news that uh, Ryan Campbell is in a coma after having a heart attack over. The Easter weekend. He's fifty years old. Uh, He's currently in a London hospital. Um, This is a bit of a personal story because uh, uh, Ryan is a a friend of my brother Craig, who went to the cricket academy with him. And I know there's so many thousands of cricketers and uh, people around the world, tens of thousands of people wishing Ryan well. Um, A really lovely guy, Ryan. Knockabout bloke. Went down to the academy. Raw. Just full of talent. Rod Marsh shaped him into the superstar that he became for Western Australia. And in any other era, would have played so much more for Australia. Um, invented the ramp shot too, Shad.
1: What's the ramp shot? Can you explain that one for me? The,
0: well, we see it 20 times a day uh, in the BBL. So he was the first guy to get down as an opener, take on 150 kilometres ball coming at you and just uh, plant the bat, hit, let it hit the bat, ricochet over the keeper's head, into the boundary for four oh, wow. he did it once at the Wacker and uh Every commentator just couldn't believe it went around the world. And then all of a sudden, all the kids copied him. And we see it every day at the uh, IPL and the, the BBL. But uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, still in a critical condition. I spoke to his best friend, Rob Baker, who's best man at each other's weddings. Uh, also a former WA uh, cricketer. Um, the news coming is a little bit more positive, which is great news. And uh, everyone is uh, thoughts, obviously, with Ryan Campbell there. 100%. Yeah, Mitch Marsh, also in the woes, Uh, he is uh, admitted to a hospital in India after testing positive for COVID-19.
1: Oh man, COVID just keeps rearing its head across the world when it comes to sport right now, isn't it? I hear that Marsh is uh, part of a group of players uh, in his team that have uh, come down with COVID, but he was one of the few that had uh, symptoms, but hopefully they're just mild and we'll see him back on the pitch soon.
0: Yeah, not many details, are there? So he's gone to hospital, but they're they're pretty positive. Won't be playing in the next couple of fixtures. That's really irrelevant when it comes to (laughs) COVID, isn't it, and and health. But uh, yeah, get well soon. Mitch Marsh, Australia's golden girl, of course, is Ash Barty. Less than a month after she shocked the world by hanging up the tennis racket, she's pre- picking up uh, the wood and the uh, the irons and will be playing in a, an exhibition tournament. She's she is an excellent golfer, won her club championship, but uh, a little bit surprised about this. Oh,
1: I don't know, like because this is this is obviously for what's you know the inaugural icon series. That's kind of just a bunch of ex sports stars or current yeah. sports stars playing a bit of golf. I mean, look. The guessing game of what Barty's going to be after tennis is amazing to watch. <laughs>
0: well, the- we want the Barty party back, oh, It's we?
1: insane. Like, I mean, I think she even said it in one of her interviews. She's like, I've seen my face photoshopped uh, in cricket, <laughs> golf. At one point, <laughs> it was lawn bowls. Oh, my, It does speak to just how amazing of a sports star she is. This uh, tournament, though, is going to feature a few. She's playing for Rest of the World, which yeah. uh, features Harry Kane uh, on the squad as well. And Canelo Alvarez is going to be on her yeah. team.
0: <laughs> and I know that Oscar De La Hoya is on the opposite side. That'll be fantastic. That
1: is insane. I can't wait to see what happens when uh, Alvarez or De La Hoya shank one. I'll yeah. be like, oh, I don't want to be the caddy that's standing nearby.
0: Actually, I did <laughs> crunch the numbers on Ash Barty. Twenty one point six million is her net worth. Girl from Ipswich, uh, so she could actually go to every auction on this Saturday in Ipswich and just buy thirty six homes.
1: Well, to be fair, she could probably. We could all probably buy most of Ipswich. What an awful place! <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you hang on, we're 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 five minutes in. You've bagged out Melbourne and you've bagged out Ipswich. Yeah,
1: mate. I'm a fine North Queensland boy. Nothing better than the north. Mate, nothing better.
0: <laughs> the National Bag Out Tour. <laughs> hey, we mentioned marathon running before. They're saying this was the best finish to a marathon ever. The the lead swapped uh, eight times down the home straight. This is, of course, the Boston Marathon, which is back in April for the first time since the pandemic. And it's the reigning Olympic champion, Paris Yip cheer who uh, beat shock horror, a Kenyan won the marathon.
1: Oh, mate. And you know what? I'm glad we brought up this story because as someone who uh, ran the, uh, the running leg of the Ironman 70.3 in Cairns. Well done. Um, yeah. No, I, I feel like, you know what it is? I did the math on that because 70.3 is a half Ironman. I ran one of the legs, which is a third of it. I'm the sixth of an Ironman, so...
0: it's <laughs> well, it beats most, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, it beats most. So, I think for the Boston Marathon, I'll probably make it... Um, Oh, let's be real. I'll probably just watch. I'd probably just watch, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah, fantastic. Do uh, try on YouTube that. It's a great last 15 seconds. They just keep changing uh, changing as well. Um, look into AFL and uh, the news there, not so good uh, for the uh, Western Bulldogs uh, player. And uh, we're also uh, talking, of course, here about uh, L- Lockie Hunter. Wants to call it quits. Wants to have a bit of a break, uh taking an indefinite leave of absence.
1: Yeah, we've kind of seen this from a few players across different sports at the moment. Looks like um, some personal issues will be taking him away from the squad for a bit of time. Not a lot of details from the Western Bulldogs, but it is, it is kind of nice, I think, that we're seeing more clubs seemingly open to players yeah. wanting to do this and fans as well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, just what's going on with the big fella um, as he takes a step away. There's like, you know, some people are saying... Yeah, everyone kind of catastrophizes, I think, when someone decides to take leave for personal reasons. Oh, they'll never come back and things like that. But you're just going to have to wait and see uh, what's going to be happening with the 27-year-old.
0: Well, this obviously seems legit because it's not when a a crisis is hit. Normally, it's to get out of the spotlight after they've done something uh, mischievous, but that's not the case in this uh, way. Also with the AFL, uh, look, they're backing the umpires with uh, all six free kicks that were awarded for dissent.
1: Yeah, we spoke about this the other day. I think, look, you know, the AFL is going to stand strong. They've made the rule change. We're just going to have to deal with it. And then as happens in every sport with a rule change, next year it won't be as strict when they've changed their attention to the next. I just like that the AFL is trying to put it, put their reasoning behind the fact that um, in community football...
0: Yeah, we've um, got some
1: stats on that. ...they're 6,000 umpires short when it comes to playing games of the weekend. Oh, yeah. I kind of find it hard to believe that making umpires <laughs> penalise the players for just being, uh, you know, waving their hands in the air is going to make people go, oh, finally, I can now be an umpire and penalise people <laughs> more. Like, that's not going to go down well in park 40 at all.
0: No, no, you couldn't imagine much of a change. Hey, look, stay with us because we'll be chatting about the NRL boxing, the world game Liverpool took on Manchester United this morning and more after the break. After the break. Well, Shad, one of the uh, biggest names in women's rugby league has been dropped. They've swung the axe. They've gone for form this year in uh, the women's state of origin, but must admit that uh, I thought half Maddie Studden would be there. She was the inaugural captain, but uh, because the Eels didn't go so well, they've uh, decided to go another option.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, it's going to be an interesting uh, state of origin for the NRLW on June 24th. New South Wales squad's coming together really well. They've opted to go with the Dragon Spine. Of course, it played so well. All year, like insane. Um, obviously, they didn't go get what they wanted in the final. But the rookie Pearson's going to get the nod at the half, which is a great little, great little story for your first year in the NRLW. As a Queenslander, um, I'm a little bit concerned about how this you is going to go be. down because this squad has also got the dual Dallier medalist Boyle and Tonegano in it. So. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty tough game, Friday, June twenty fourth.
0: It's a wonderful story coming north from uh, Queensland, as you mentioned, about Tamari Martin. He's going to go back. It's been one thousand and ninety two days uh, when he runs out on Friday. Uh, he's been named at fullback for the reshuffled Brisbane Broncos.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. It's great news for Tamari Martin. I think mean, if people don't remember the story, it's almost what I think two years or so. Twenty twenty. It was against the Canterbury Bulldogs who he's going to be playing where he suffered a brain bleat mm. that um, he even said himself, it made him retire. He's like, yeah. I'm not going to be able to play the game I love anymore. He's been in the practice squad for the Broncos this year. He played a trial game as well. Um, so he'll be slotting into fullback uh, after Tess Newey has torn his hamstring – Outside of the great story with Tamari Martin, which is going to be awesome um, to see him run out on the yeah. weekend, it's troubling now for the Broncos. i mean, I to do a little bit of work with them. Coach, like, Kevin Walters has gone through his 15th different spine combo yeah, incredible, um, since starting out at the club. And it also looks a little bit embarrassing that they let Jermaine Isako go earlier this year, who many thought should have just been in the starting squad anyway. So they're now going to have to start Tamari at fullback, which, again – isn't his first position of choice, so it's going to be interesting to see how he goes out the back there. They do get to welcome back Haas and Flegs, though back to the side this weekend against the Bulldogs, where they're hoping to they return to the winners' circle.
0: When you look at the list of players that the Broncos have let go, Reese Walsh, Sam Walker, I mean, their recruitment needed to, to be looked at. Hopefully, for Broncos mm. fans, they get it uh, right. Hey, the Raiders coach Ricky Stewart has also swung the axe. done a bit of a backflip and named Xavier Savage.
1: Oh, look! I've got no time for Ricky. God,
0: <laughs>
1: we give it to him on this. We give it to him on this podcast. But honestly, it's like it's like right mate, you, We all know you're going to make some changes to this squad. He was a very grumpy man last time. That's a surprise. A, a fullback's great. I think Nickel Clocks going into the 14, though, kind of shines a light on who he was probably talking about in the press conference. Conference. I mean, yeah. it's not very subtle when you drop your fullback to the 14 jersey after yeah. saying some players are lazy. This kind of follows the Ricky Stewart coaching MO. At some point, his grip's too tight on the squad and things start to fall apart. And that's what we're seeing now. He
0: built such a strong pack at the Raiders and then the game changed. And mm-hmm. now he's got to try and unpick that. Hey, they're trying to go through the details of Kalen Ponga's contract. Mate, cue the Days of Our Lives uh, themes for this one, isn't it? It's taken another turn.
1: Oh, man, there's so much drama in this contract. Will he stay or will he go? I mean, look, and I feel like my opinion on it changes every day. What the fascinating part here is it's management talking to his dad. I know. Who's who's not a registered agent. (laughs) But what we're looking at here is, you know, he had a really good contract on the table and then obviously the idea to go and sit with Wayne had it pulled and now he's gone back hat in hand, papa Ponga and the Knights have gone back to give him their extension again. This isn't only a, t- a statement on the way that K- Kalen's management is going here, but it's also a really bad indictment on how the Knights do business. Like, you know what I mean? If You, you either stick to your guns or you don't. It's bad news, I think, um, for the dra- the Dolphins who are really wanting to sign him, but probably even worse news for the Storm who are probably going to see Munster leave now because those coffers are now going to be entirely directed at Cameron Munster for the Dolphins key marquee signing.
0: You can see him going up to the Dolphins, can't you? Newcastle's Mitch Barnett has also been released from the final year of his contract to take up a deal with your Warriors. Hey, moving on along, another rugby league player turned boxer, Paul Gallen, but he's not taking on another footballer. Hooray! He's finally taking on (laughs) a pro fighter who's 12-1-1, Chris Trezewski.
1: Look, I'm I'm not a big Paul Gallen fan, okay? So I'm fine with watching him get punched in the head for a few rounds. though. Worry about it, but um, look, I will give him this. I was pretty impressed last time I watched, and he he just like honestly was it seemed like impossible to knock him out to be brutally
0: honest. Look,
1: he's only got a few fights left. I mean, he said that himself, he's probably going to try and finish it up by the end of the year. The fight we all wanted to see was Sonny Bill Williams. And I think it's just amazing how much these two guys are dancing as far away from fighting each other as possible. Um, But he also did also have a shot at Karl Stefanovic, which for me, would love to see. (laughs) Could you imagine how brutalised Carl Stefanovic would get?
0: He actually, it's not the first time he's punched up on a media personality. He actually stepped in the ring once with Matt De Groot from Nova FM and That's broke his right. rib. So, so, yeah, he loves it. And he's got a job in the media too, Gal. I'll support him. He's a blue captain. He's a legend and he used to rile up those Queenslanders. Hey, huge game this morning. Liverpool and Manchester United. And no surprises here. Liverpool completely outclassing Manu 4-0 goals to Diaz in the fifth minute and then a double to Salah. Mane also getting on the the score sheet. Salah and Mane were just sublime the whole 90. Mane, if you do do yourself a favour, as Molly Mildren would say, look up that second goal in the 22nd minute. Footballing orgasm, the, the uh, <laughs> assist to Salah, And or uh, in the A-League, Western United to MacArthur-Neil. That puts the pressure on Melbourne City up at the top of the A-League. Hey, let's go to NBA. Uh, the Sixers superstar, Joel Embiid, uh, had some words for the Raptors uh, coach, Nick Nurse.
1: Yeah, things are getting fired up. This, is, you know, for most people uh, in Australia, the NBA gets interesting when the playoffs happen, and that's what's happening right now. Um, Joel Embiid and the Sixers, one of the favourites in the East, to take yeah. out this one against the Raptors. Just a little bit of a face-off towards the end of the game. It's been getting a lot of argy bargy this um this playoff series between happens, them and man. the Raptors. A lot of physical play, a lot of hard fouls, and uh, basically Nick Nurse was uh, saying, "You better make all of your free throws, mate, because we're going to be sending you the line a lot." Joel Embiid turned around and said. <laughs> You need to stop bitching about the foul calls. I'm loving it. I love yeah. a little bit of fire in the NBA, especially from characters that can be a little bit um, subtle. You know I mean? Joel B can be a little bit reserved. It's yeah. nice to see a bit of fire of him sometimes out on the court there, even Fre- if it is directed at a coach that stands about as high as his left knee.
0: <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't fit he wouldn't get on the roller coasters is what you're saying. No, way. no uh, way. The Warriors took a 2-0 lead in the 7 game series with the 126-106 win. The Steph Curry show. He exploded.
1: Man, I'm loving the Warriors to take it out, hey. I just yeah. I mean I just love the side in general, you know, what I mean Steph Curry is awesome. If you don't like Steph Curry, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. But it's look it, yourself in the mirror. One thing that people aren't referencing, you right? Exploded with 34 points. He's played two games off the bench. Yeah. And the reason is, is because he's come back from being injured. Uh, so he's kind of said, look, let Poole play. And I'll, you know, he's younger, give him a bit of a run. I'll just play off the bench because I'm still coming back from the injury. Not only does he come back and drop some amazing amount of points, but it just shows how good of a captain, how good of a senior player he is with his squad. I mean, you, you look at the, uh, the Lakers. They had such an issue when Russell Westbrook was out of form and didn't want to play off the bench. So you know the way to be able to check your ego and keep playing so strong is unreal. Not only that, they managed to score seventy points over the course of twenty-one minutes.
0: Amazing! They're amazing. Which it is, is insanity. <laughs> They're incredible. <laughs> hey, if so, if the Golden State Warriors are into the final, who are they playing? I like the Phoenix Sun. I just there's something about that Phoenix side.
1: Give a cut, like into the west in the Western yeah. Conference final. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you're probably right there. I think like I'm, I'm, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, so I'm hoping that they're going to be able to get over the oh, Celtics course. over in the East. I think the East is going to be the fun one to watch. There's so many storylines at play that, like, if you want to see some real fire, I mean, you, you, everyone's probably fingers crossed, hoping that the Nets somehow play the Sixers at some point. So you've got X players playing against each other. So the juicy drama in me wants to see that happen.
0: <laughs> All right, Chad, one last chance. Uh, pick an area. Where, where, where you've got one last bag out story.
1: But one last bag out story of the worst place you could go? Yep. Townsville.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is afternoon sport for today. Make sure you hit the follow and subscribe wherever you listen. A big thanks to our sponsors, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Tim and Shane will be back tomorrow. Thanks for joining us, Shad.
1: No worries, guys. Make sure you catch my last week at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Shad and Pete Save the World, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights at the wonderful Cooper's Inn. See you soon, guys. Building
0: Resilience Podcast.